News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. And sticking with this massive day for Irish sport, we are now going to Sydney to speak to Minister of State for Sport, Thomas Byrne. Good morning to you, Minister. Um, uh, let us let us know, uh, just will you be at the game later? I'm very privileged that I'll be at the game. I'm in Sydney for four days and I'll be at the game tonight. It's a, just a wonderful privilege to represent the government there uh, and to walk around Sydney and to see all of the Irish people in their green today. It is absolutely unbelievable. I haven't... I haven't met any person of Irish extraction or origin who said they're not going to the game tonight who are here in Sydney. Uh, and to see the different stories of people who've travelled, it's just incredible. Uh, and it really gives you a great lift. The atmosphere is just electric. I was going to ask about the atmosphere. So so people are, are buying in, in 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 a big way. Oh, they, they definitely are. I mean, when you come to Sydney, it's it's it really is a massive event. And you can see that, that there's a huge excitement about it. Um, and I think I would say on the Australian side as well, some trepidation too, because Clearly, they're going into the game as favourites, but I mean, the last time they played Ireland, they lost, so Ireland won. So um, they're certainly going in as favourites. But I think, you know, I was at the training session for a short period yesterday. Vera is certainly um, working hard, um, really happy. I always say that when I meet Vera Powell, she puts you in in good humour. And the team just working really hard and just look so happy to be there, but also working really, really hard and conscious, no doubt, of the challenge that's ahead of them today and ready for it I think. Okay so 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 it's definitely not a shoe in for Australia the, the girls in green are are, are going out to oh, no. to 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 win absolutely if not. possible at all absolutely today. Not. Absolutely absolutely. Um this the, the and, and Australia will feel that burden uh, whereas we go in having bet them before um but also not with the burden of favoritism. I think it's re- it's a really good place to be. Do you know how many Irish fans will be at the game today? Well, we wait and see. I mean, the stadium is now, I think, 75,000. I mean, the estimates are that it could be half Irish in the stadium. So that's not to say that 30,000 people, 35,000 people have travelled out. No. There's obviously a huge diaspora here who are all going to the game and all really enthusiastic about it. OK, so so, so definitely a, a great crowd and the girls very positive. Uh, it is a proud moment for Irish sport in general, isn't it? Well, it's historic. Um, it's it's the first time that the women have reached a World Cup. I mean, at the end of the day, like a soccer World Cup is really after the Olympics in reality is you know the pinnacle of world sports. So it's it's really, really important that our women have, have reached the finals and I think gives a great sense of pride to us. Um will inspire other people to play the sport. That happens with every sport, I think particularly in this occasion in terms of women and girls. And you know, it just also apart from the sporting aspects gives a really, really good impression of the country as well. And I think we we always do that as Irish people when we go abroad. And that applies to the players and the management team the FBI, to be fair to them as well, but also, of course, the fans, as I've said already. And in terms of that, you were talking about, you know, this is the pinnacle of sport and we want to support them. And I think I think the whole country does feel the exact same. But women's sport has been, Minister, the, the poor relation for a long time. We have seen issues with, with uh, women's soccer here in this country, with, with girls having to change in, in toilets, give back their kits, all that kind of stuff. We've seen problems with, with women's rugby. We've seen problems with, with, with women's uh, Gaelic games. What is going to be done to support this? I mean, we've gotten to the pinnacle, perhaps without the same kind of supports as the men's game. So yeah, so how, how do we build on this so this isn't a one-off is what I'm asking well, you? First of all, to acknowledge that the football protest a few years ago as well, that was a bit of a turning point, it has to be said, um, not just for women's football, but just for general standing in sport. Um, I, there's a number of measures we're doing. I mean, first of all, in, in, in relation to football, we've, we've allocated half a million euro on top of all of the funding that we do give to women in sport. Um, specifically for grassroots funding. We've also brought in a rule as well that every sporting organisation must have 40% uh, women on their board. And 
the FAI have yet to get there, the GAA have yet to get there, IRFU have yet to get there, Boxing, uh, Irish Amateur Boxing Association has yet to get there. But they're all committed to doing this by the end of the year. And what we said is um, that we will be imposing significant funding cuts if they don't get there. Um, so it's a carrot and stick approach. Okay, so the there will be sanctions. So if the IRFU, for example, and, and, and I suppose we... Sorry, by the way, they're all committed to doing it. So I don't want to start singling out particular organisations. And in fact, the, the FAI have already appointed an extra director and there'll be more to come as well. And the, the IRFU have committed publicly to it as well. And I, I think that that will happen sooner rather than later. And I welcome that. Uh, but it's always it's always important to remind people of their obligations as well. I think. Okay, uh, but the, um, the, but if we, if, 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 irrespective of which well. organisation it is, if if you come yeah. to to the the point in time where this is supposed to have happened by, and they haven't, they'll feel it in their pockets. Uh, oh, absolutely, they will, and um, they'll feel it in their pockets. But also, the clubs will be probably excluded from sports capital funding as well, so that their clubs won't won't want to be in that position, and neither will the national bodies. Another rule I brought in as well, uh, which I think you've discussed in the show some time ago, uh, it's a new rule and it's a necessary rule, is that we will not be giving capital funding to projects, uh, sports projects, where men and women don't have similar access. Uh, yeah. We've seen different facilities up and down the country where you know women have second-class access. We've seen this as an issue in the GAA in particular in clubs. With clubs, um, most clubs are getting with the programme, but some county grounds as well. A very clear message for me, there will be zero funding for facilities that uh, continue those practices. It's just not acceptable anymore. Um, I was today at Sydney Swans, where I was delighted to see a number of the Irish women have moved over. Um, such as Paris McCarthy and, and Julia Sullivan from Kerry, Jenny Higgins from Roscommon, and her husband as well, and uh, moved over too. And they're playing Australian rules football. But the great thing about Sydney Swans I saw today is that obviously men and women are separate teams, but the facilities are all there together and they share them entirely. And it's, it seems to be one big organisation. Um, and it just, it's an incredible model. Now, that's a professional club, so it's a bit different, a very successful professional club. Um, but it was extraordinary to see them there working together, using the gym together. So the, so um, the era the, of, of division in, in Irish sport across the board between men and women, like and women being the Cinderella's, well, that, that's, that's over. Well, in, terms of, in terms of facilities, um, it's something that I have control over. I, mean, I, I can't control everything in sport, but in terms of funding for facilities, I have absolute control over that as Minister for Sport. I, can, I decide the rules in that respect. And the rules are very clear now that you will not be funded okay. to any degree uh, if right. women and uh, men don't have similar access. A, a nice wake-up call there for everybody involved in sport. And lastly, Minister yeah, Ramsey, I, I was just going to ask, uh, lots of sort of offices and workplaces around the country, shops everywhere, will have the telly on, I think, at 11. And would you encourage employers to cut a small bit of slack for people so they might get to... I, th- I have if, no doubt employers don't need me to encourage them. I'm, I'm absolutely sure they're, 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 they'll be watching themselves. And look, I compliment everybody who's involved in watch parties and Look, take take the take the uh, the time off work, watch it, and hopefully take a little bit extra time to celebrate as well in the morning. It'll be a very safe celebration. Minister of State for Sport, Thomas Byrne, thank you for speaking to News Talk Breakfast this morning. And of course, Minister for State, they're coming to us live from Sydney. And come on, you girls in green, we are literally three hours away from the match now, and it is getting more and more exciting. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.